This program was recorded on Wednesday, February 22, 2023. Panorama of Hope Community Impact Series with Evangelist Pastor Jerome Bevans. Good evening slash uh, to those that are here, those that I can see, those that are on the outside and those that are listening from their porches. I want to say good evening. I, as I was uh, in the back of the tent listening to the singing, man, it sounded like melodious roar. <laughs> you sang wonderful. You sang wonderful. And I want to uh, congratulate you. For those who are visiting us tonight, I want to say welcome. And I sure hope by the grace of God that you're going to receive the blessings that God has in store for you. Our regular members, uh, we are happy that you are here supporting supporting uh, this initiative. Those that are online, we're happy that you have joined us also. So tonight, as our custom is for the next few nights, we lift up our Bibles. And if we don't have your Bibles, then sanctify your device. You have it on your device, so let us lift up our Bibles. Yes, and I want you to repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. It is the Word of God. In it, In it constitutes, constitutes the only rule of faith and practice for the Christian. The only rule of faith and practice for the Christian. I promise by the grace of God to spend time in the Word along with prayer. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Wonderful. Let me just take a quick little glimpse at the, at the clock. And when I look at the clock, I see that we have enough time tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So tonight we are going to continue with uh, the message panorama of hope for 10 days for 10 days we are going to be gleaming we are going to be walking around hope we are going to look at a, a, a panoramic vision is not necessarily 360 it's about 170 uh, but uh, we, are, we, are, we are going to walk around it also, you know. We're going to make sure that we have a good image, a good image of hope. So when you leave from here, when you leave from here after these 10 days, we can't be the same. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We, we got to be riled up. We got to be motivated. We got to be excited. And most importantly, we got to be converted by the grace of God. You know, I, I was reading about William Miller. William Miller, uh, he believed that Jesus was coming soon all the way back in the mid-1800s. And he, he preached the second coming of Jesus from 1831 to 1844. That's a lot of years. We, we only going to be here for 10 days now. I see some people done heavy, you know. <laughs> Pastor, I don't know. The Millerites, the Millerites had the date wrong, but their zeal and their fervor was right. Yes. 
We got it together now. We say, I wonder how the Millerites weren't reading Matthew chapter 24 where the Bible says in verse 36, but of the day and the hour know it. No man. Why didn't they just see that? Well, why can't we see in our times that, that this, this Laodicean disposition won't get us anywhere? Why can't we see that we can't serve two masters at one time? We will be lying to one. And so I need some of that fervor that, that the Millerites had. They, 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 they left their denomination to join a movement waiting for the second coming of Jesus. One amen. amen. Hi, pastor. They sold their houses and their lands to finance what they really and truly believed in. Man of a truth, October 22, 1844 was really and truly a great disappointment. Because they waited they invested every single thing they had. Waiting for Jesus to come. And here we are, perhaps 170 odd years later. He's coming. We don't know when he's coming, but we know that he's coming. And we're occupied. Nothing wrong with being occupied. Jesus himself says, occupy till I come. But we shouldn't allow our occupation to divert our interest, our attention, our zeal, our fervor, and our passion for that which we believe the blessed hope of the soon return, the appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So as I said, my words can't do anything to anyone, not even to myself. But what I do know is that the word of God can penetrate the heart. Amen. The word of God can take a callous heart. The word of God can take a follow ground, a, a, a hard heart, and, and turn that into a heart of flesh, willing and ready to put Jesus and the things of the kingdom first. Yes. And then others will see that we have been with Jesus. Amen. So we prayed already, but I want to pray again. Is that all right? Bow your heads with me as we pray again. Father, speak to us as we open your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We continue with Revelation's message of hope and Yesterday we established, I don't know if anybody would like to challenge that. Did you know that in early Adventism, whenever 
uh, we would do, whenever they would do open air meetings like this, it wasn't so much of one person saying everything all night, you know. It was somebody presenting a question from the scripture, and then they would have a discussion, all right? They would, it, would be, it would be a discussion, but I'm not encouraging you to let us discuss tonight, no? Um, we establish, we establish, we establish that Revelation chapter 14 is the zenith of the book of Revelation, are we in agreement with that or somebody have some uh, disagreement? Are we together? Amen. The zenith, the highest point, the climax of Revelation is not Revelation 22. Revelation 22, 21. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The climax of the book of Revelation is found in the, chap the 14th chapter. Are we in agreement? Yes. What is going to happen in Revelation chapter in Revelation chapter 14? Jesus is going to harvest the earth. He's the Lord and we sing it all the time. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. He's the Lord of the harvest. And in Revelation chapter 14, it shows us where Jesus was sitting on a cloud and he, he had his instrument to, to, to reap the earth. He had his sickle to reap the earth. And the angel said, it is time, throw in your sickle for the harvest is ripe. It is time, it is time to reap earth's harvest. Now, I ask a question just for reflection. It's rhetoric in nature. If, if Jesus would reap the earth tonight, would you be saved or you would be lost? Don't say anything. But, but Revelation chapter 14 tells us, Revelation chapter 14 tells us that the time is almost here yes. for the reaping. We also establish that before God does anything in his mercy, he's a merciful God, he's a gracious God, he's a loving God, he desires that no one perish but all should come to repentance. So before the harvest, he sends a message of love, a message of warning, a message that is invested with hope it's a message of vital importance it is known as the three angels message it's known as what three angels the three angels message so let's get to work reader Revelation 14, 6 and onwards. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. That great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. If anyone worship the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or in his hand, 
He himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Amen. Now, this is what is known. These uh, verses that were read just a while ago is what is known as the three angels message. This is God's pertinent, relevant, present day message of hope to a dying world. This is the message. And if somebody say, well, uh, preacher, I don't see Jesus in this message. Well, I want you to know, as was mentioned earlier, uh, that revelation is a revelation, a disclosure of Jesus Christ. So Amen. The, the three angels message is, is wrapped Jesus is wrapped up in, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, as we study tonight, as we study tonight, we are going to see exactly what the three angels message. Thank you very much, reader. I want to go right into it and we're going to go into what is the first angels message. What is the first angels message? Let's do a quick little, a quick little revision here. Uh, Revelation 4.16. The Bible says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven. Another angel. Another is, is the same. Another, when Jesus said, I will go to the Father and I will pray that he will send you another comforter. Uh, this same word, alos, 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 is used here in the book of Revelation chapter 14 verse 6. It's, a, it's another, but it's, it's, it's yet the same. It's messengers from God. Another angel, another angel flying in the midst of heaven. Uh, this flying has to do with the fact that there needs, there is an urgency. This message is an urgent message that needs to be proclaimed, the Bible says, to all nations, to all who dwell on the earth. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue, and every people needs to hear this message. God has entrusted this message to his people and his people need to employ all their energies, all their resources, all their intelligence, everything that we have to proclaim this message of warning, this message of love, this message of hope to a dying world. Amen. The first angel's message. Let's go there quickly now. What is the first angel's message? And I have summarized it into, into uh, six points. Uh, this, the Bible says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven. Flying where, church? In flying midst. in the midst of heaven. In Revelation chapter, in Revelation chapter 18 and verse 1 to 5, the Bible speaks of another angel that descended. This, this was divine intervention. This was God intervening in the affairs. In other words, in other words, Jesus is our big 
brother. The system that God has set up is it, it means that the church cannot lose. The church cannot fail. There are so many of us sometimes we get so excited that we get kind of like rotted with what is going on in the church and what is going on with the pastor and what is going on with the elder and what is going on with my brother and what is going on with my sister that we lose focus about what is going on in thus said the Lord and the Bible is crystal clear that God cannot fail. That's right. Amen. God cannot fail. And so if God cannot fail, which he can't, and the Bible says in, in, in the book of Matthew chapter, chapter 16 and verse 13, Jesus himself speaking to Peter said, uh, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal that unto you, but my father in heaven. And he said, on this rock, on this truth, on yes. this declaration yes. that I am the Christ, I will build my church yes. and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Hallelujah. Against it. Now, get this now. I don't remember. I don't quite remember who. Oh, okay. Let's just say all of us that are here, we, we were fans of, of uh, football. Not American football. Soccer, that's right. <laughs> Let's just say, this is a, BVI is a melting pot. You know? BVI is a, is a big metropolitan city. People from all over lives here you know so that is why we have a disparity of culture while some say soccer some say football but i just want to make sure that we have it clear that it's like let's just say all of us all of us uh, love football slash soccer and we were all at the world cup and we are watching this world cup all over for 2024, it, it, you know, FIFA gave just a rerun of the same thing that happened in 2023. Which team would you go for? Well, I would go for the team that won, which was what? Argentina, right? I would go with the winning team. So, how about you? So listen now, if you are watching a rerun, if you are watching a rerun, and you already know that Argentina would have won the World Cup, then why would you go with any other team? It's true. <laughs> so here we have Jesus talking about his kingdom. And he is assuring us that he is going to win. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. So the question is, why would we choose any other team than Amen. the winning team? Now, when I look through scriptures, there is a there is an underlying team. God's people are always in trouble. That don't mean we're going to lose. That's right. We are living in enemy territory. Yes. What do you expect 
if you are living in enemy territory. Hmm. But the end result of this great controversy shows us that Jesus is the, the winner, winner man. man. Yes, amen. Praise that the Lord. Hope. That is hope. I'm, I'm sticking to Jesus. I'm sticking to Jesus' side. Jesus, Jesus is my big brother. So when the Bible speaks about that divine intervention in Revelation chapter Revelation chapter 18, it is a reassurance that Jesus is going to win. Yeah. This message is going to illuminate the entire world, not only with your help and my help, but with divine intervention. Amen. There Praise is the Lord. God is the one that supplies our need in ministry. God is the one that supplies our need in mission. As I, as I was uh, living the regular normal, because I'm a normal human just like you, as I was living today, I went to the bank, I went here, I went there, I was over on the other side and I all I could think about I said, Father, don't take away your Holy Spirit from me because I need Amen. your spirit. I can't do anything by myself. I, I need your intervention. Yes. I need you to fuel that which we are doing. Yes. We can't do this on our own. That's right. The natural tendency is stay home and watch Netflix. Hmm. Hello? But we are here because we are infused Praise God. by the Holy Ghost. Praise God. We are here not because we are controlled by, but we are inspired by. Yes. And we are being led by the Holy Ghost. Now, Amen. I'm not speaking ill of anyone that didn't make it. It is my desire that everyone that call on the name of the Lord out of a sincere heart receives the outpouring that we are receiving. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise Amen. the Lord. And I, and I know something is going to happen because you know what? God was willing to spare Saddam and Gomorrah if he could have found a fifth righteous people come on yes, somebody and then he God. went all the way down to 10 he was willing yes so that angel flying in revelation chapter 18 is not a backup plan it's a divine plan yes going along with what the first three angels did I just want to identify the first angel the bible says this angel did not come down from heaven all the unfallen angels came down from heaven even lucifer and his fallen one third they, they didn't come down you know they were cast down that's right hello there's a difference when you come down and go back up and come down and go back up. No, 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 no. There's a difference with Lucifer. Lucifer was cast down. That means Lucifer is an illusionist. He's a loser. He's a poser. Mm. Come on, brother. Come on. This angel now, the Bible says in Revelation chapter Chapter 14, verse 6 says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst. It's not, it's not coming. It's the midst. Okay? So, this means that there is an important message that God has given 
to human messengers. Yes. It's an important message that God has given to human messengers. As a matter of fact, did you know that angel, angelos, simply means messenger? Yes. So, the three angels' message, the first angels' message have been given to God's people. Empowered by the Spirit of God to quickly move forward and present. Listen to what the Bible says. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven having the what? Everlasting gospel. The everlasting gospel. So what gospel is the everlasting gospel? I'm happy that John and the divine inspiration reassures us that there is no other gospel. The apostle Paul and the inspiration also says, curse is a man that preach another gospel. Paul calls this everlasting gospel the glorious gospel. This is good news. This is, yes. this is, this is hope. This is hope. And, and what is the gospel? The gospel is simple. You and I were lost. And for God so loved the world yes. that he gave his only begotten son. Praise the Lord. He came to his own, John 1, 11 says. He came to his own and his own received, received him, not. him not. So what is the gospel? It's simple. Jesus came to this earth. He died on the cross of Calvary. He was buried in a tomb, but he didn't stay there. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Man, I tell you, we're not supposed to say evil things about people, but the devil is. I mean. <laughs> Listen now. Let's look, at the, let's look at the report card of the devil. Let's look at the devil's report card. In deception, he get A+. Mm-hmm. In lies, A plus. See the father of it. In tempting, 101, 100%. He get extra points for that also. But in biology, he gets zero. Because he didn't know that if you put a seed in the ground, come on somebody. <laughs> if you put a seed in the ground, it might look like all hope is lost. Mm. But hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus has the keys yes. to the grave. Praise God. And on the first day of the week, mm-hmm. amen, praise mm. the Lord. Yes. He rose very early in the morning he rose yes. from the grave amen he ascended to his father and he ensured that his sacrifice was acceptable and the bible says that he returned once he had once he had the green light from the father he returned to the earth for 40 more days yes 40 more days. 
four days the book of first corinthians chapter 15 verse 1 to 4 says he visited over 500 individuals he's saying hey look i'm alive Praise the God. last time you saw me you were running for your own lives yeah they crucified me but death couldn't hold That's me right. hallelujah the lord. amen bless the lord There were some guys, some disciples walking to Emmaus on the road there. Their heads were bowed down. They didn't have the devices that you and I have, but they, 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 they had their heads down. And, and this stranger came. And, and you know, because Jesus knew that his people, his disciples would need some encouragement. Yes. I want you to know that when you're going through your valleys, when you're going through the dark moments of your life, probably you might not get a visit from the pastor. Probably you won't see the head elder, but I want you to know that Jesus, Jesus promised that yes. never will I leave you nor forsake you. I point you to the author of the book of Revelation. He was on the aisles of Patmos. He was there secluded, separated from his loved ones, from his friends, from his church, from the ministry that God had called him to and he was there isolated, persecuted and the Bible says that Jesus showed up. Yes, praise God. You can expect Jesus to show up for his people. Amen. Jesus gonna show up for his people. Yes. Jesus will show up for you. Amen. Jesus will show up for me. Keep the hope. Keep the faith. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't take matters in your own hands. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Lord. I will repay. You see, your anger, my anger, does not work the righteousness of God. Keep praying. Keep calling the name of the Lord. Let yes. your antagonizers know, I love you still. Hallelujah. And if somebody getting under your skin, then guess what? Take a picture of them from our Facebook Put it on your fridge and pray for them every Amen. single day. Come oh, on, somebody. Yes. We got to have a forgiving heart. Amen. We got to have a loving heart. Now, if you love those who love you, mm. the worldly and does the same. Yeah. What difference does it make? Oh, my yeah. beloved friends. The three angels' message encompasses the everlasting gospel we can't preach nothing else but the everlasting gospel but you see people have it messed up people have it mixed up when they hear gospel all they think about is just god is love well i say yes god is love let us amplify this god is love because god is love he's given you and i an opportunity to repent from our sins because god is love he is not going to tolerate disobedience and sin to rule along with him forever mm. and ever sin cannot cohabit with god That's for right. eternity That's because right. god is love he's gonna put an end to sin hallelujah yes. amen and so this everlasting gospel might i submit to you 
Most of us think that it is the devil that is in charge of hell. But guess what? Let me burst your bubbles. The devil can't even be trusted with hell. <laughs> he, I'm sure, I'm not supposed to say any bad word, not here, not anywhere. But I'm sure, I'm sure. That the devil would probably want to install some air conditioned in hell. <laughs> Do you know who is in charge of hell fire? Jesus himself. Yes. Man, this sounds strange. But it's biblical. Matthew, under divine inspiration, makes it crystal clear. Hell fire was not made for no human being. That's right. Hellfire was made for the, the devil, devil and his angels. angels. Yes. Anyone that ends up in hell, it will simply be because they refuse to accept the invitation to go to heaven through Jesus. And let me tell you something about hell. I hasn't been there. Hallelujah. Amen. But let me tell you, and I don't want to go there, praise the Lord. But let me tell you something about hell. Hell is real. Is it burning right now? No, it is not. When will hell start burning? Well, Revelation chapter 20 makes it crystal clear that at the second resurrection, when the devil and all the war mongers and the whore mongers and the disobedient and the coward and those that refuse to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, Lucifer, one more intent to deceive the nations is going to point up to the new Jerusalem descending upon Mount of Olives and the devil is going to tell them Lucifer is going to convince them that we can overthrow that city coming down and the Bible says God rain down fire That's right. and then hmm. let me tell you something about hell is it going to be literal? Yes, it is. Is it going to be eternal? In nature? Yes. Why do I say this? Simply because hellfire was created for the devil and his angels to eradicate evil. And so hellfire will be complete in its mission. Hellfire is going to burn until there's nothing left. Hallelujah. That's Amen. Right, that's right. Amen. When the Bible says that nothing will be able to quench it, it simply means evil. Evil has to be eradicated. Nothing can stop the plan of God. That's and right. the worst thing about hell is not the flames. The worst thing about hell is not the fire. The worst thing about hell is not the heat. The worst thing about hell is that everybody in hell would know, except the devil and his angels, of course, would know that they had an opportunity to be in heaven. That is going to burn them. That is going to hurt them. Man, I could have been there by the sea of glass. Man, I could have been there with the holy men and women of God. Yes. I could have been there. But look where I am. Mm, sad. Simply because men refuse. Now if salvation was 
If Jesus said, okay, if you want to be saved, you have to swim from here to Puerto Rico. I know a lot of people would have been drowned in the sea. <laughs> because they would be trying it. And if they say, okay, if Jesus say, okay, if you want to be saved, wherever you're living, you have to crawl on your knees to the highest point of whatever country you're living. People would end up without kneecap. But because salvation is so simple. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All you have to do, Jesus see that you are lost. He see that I am lost. He's not making it complicated for us. Some churches try to make it complicated, but not my Jesus. Jesus make it simple. Jesus says, stay where you are. I'm coming for you. Yes. And when he comes for us, he says, I'm here, son. I'm here, daughter. Let's go. And some people say, but Jesus, I've been here so long. I mean, I mean, how do I know it's really you? I mean, I, I, I'm kind of okay. Or wait on me a little while. And they come up with all kind of excuses. Have mercy. Mm-hmm. Well, in everything, give thanks. So this everlasting gospel goes to everyone. It goes to every people group. Amen. Amen. The church needs to preach to everybody. Yes. Amen. Amen. And when I say everybody, I mean everybody. Even those that you think you shouldn't preach to. Test, test. Thank you, thank you very much. Test. Yes. So, the church needs to preach to everyone. The church needs to preach to those that are living alternative lifestyle. The church needs to minister. To all sinners. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We shouldn't be selective. And I'm talking about the gay community. Amen. Amen. The church needs to create a ministry of how we can reach these brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen. The gospel is an everlasting gospel. Their hope is found in Jesus. Those that are not sure which sex they are, then I would like to invite them to go back to their gender reveal party. I always see either male or female. But somewhere along the line, they got 
confused. They got mixed up in the web and the lies of the enemy. But the church cannot turn its back on these individuals. God has given us a responsibility to preach the everlasting gospel to everyone. Yes. Amen. The Bible says that this message should be preached with a what? With a loud voice. It doesn't mean that you're supposed to be shouting, no? I just shout because of habit. <laughs> now, a gentleman that owned some boats uh, there in the Bay Islands, he told me, he said, he said, Jerome, I'm the captain of, a, of, of these um, fishing boats, he said, and once there was a fire, and as captain, and as captain, I cannot, I cannot tell my crew there's a fire. <laughs> they probably won't believe me, even if I'm the captain. He says, I need to put some passion in it. I need to put some energy in it. I need to, when I see and I want to warn them of what is going on, he said, I got to say, And people are going to catch up. What's going on? And so the loud voice here is not so much volume, but the fact, the fact that this message, this message is very important. It is optimal importance. It should, it should, we should ensure that, as I said before, all our energies all our resources, everything that we have should be invested Amen. in proclaiming this message. And what is the message that, that, what is the message that this first angel is bringing to the inhabitants of the earth? The first one, fear God. Amen. Fear God. Fear God. Amen. What does it mean to fear God? Does it mean that we are supposed to be afraid and spend the rest of our days under our beds hiding from God? Does that mean fear God? No. Fear God. I want to illustrate what fear God means by going to Genesis chapter 22 just for reference. I want to use a biblical illustration of what it means to fear God. This a gentleman by the name of Abraham, Abraham, God called him from earth the Chaldees and he told him, I'm going to take you to a place. I'm going to make you a great nation. Abraham or Abraham and Sarai, they, they didn't have any children. And in Genesis chapter 18, Jesus visited them and Jesus told them that they were going to have a son according to the promise. And Sarai laughed, Sarai smiled because I could just imagine she's saying, look, we tried everything and nothing's working. So at this moment, we have no more hope. But like I said, uh, God is a God of hope. God is a God of the impossible. And Amen. the Bible says that, yes, we know the story. The Bible says that God came through. He fulfilled his promise. And this is yes. only after Abraham said that Sarah gave him permission to go with the, the handmaid. Huh? 
Uh, he could have man up and say, I won't do that. But anyhow, we won't get into the blaming game here. The Bible says that they did their own thing. They did their own thing to try and fulfill the promise of God. Songs like, songs like some weary pilgrim. Songs like some weary evangelist that trying to get some baptism. Come on somebody. Trying to do their own thing. Well I want you to know that there is no pressure here. There is only passion here. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. amen. Our desire is not so much to baptize. We baptize simply because it is within the great commission. Go eat there and teach all nations uh, baptizing them so when we baptize it is in accordance with the obedience of the commission that Christ has given us and baptism is not a graduation service when you get baptized it doesn't mean that you know it all it simply means that you are taking the first childlike simple step of obedience yes amen So Abraham messed up. And if you ask me, I'm happy he messed up. Because that gives me hope. Yes. Because I messed up too. And I didn't ask you. But I know you messed up too. And we all messed up. But thank God for Jesus. Yes. Thank God for his saving yes. grace. Thank God for his mercies. Praise now, mind you, the results, the results, the repercussion of us messing up still exists today. But that doesn't take away the fact that God is loving. God is merciful. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, Amen. the Bible says, the Bible says not long after God fulfilled his promise. They should have waited. They should have waited. And I say tonight to the backsliders, you should have waited. Hallelujah. Amen. And I say to the backsliders that have not left the church, you should have waited on the Lord also. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't harden your heart to the truth. Don't harden your heart to the preacher. Don't harden your heart to the brother and sister. Wait on the Lord, I say. And be of good courage. Amen. Oh, are you thought backsliders were the one that left? Hmm. You have some backsliders that have left the faith, but they haven't left church. <laughs> Hello? Hello. They're running their own show. Hmm. Hmm. I just want to remind you that we are there also on, let me call the name quickly. Um, what's the name of the radio quickly, Ella? Proclaim Gospel Radio. We are live all over the world. Hallelujah, amen. amen. And this is the swiftness that we're talking about. Yes. It's, it's, it's being carried all over the world. If any man is lost, it's not because they haven't received the truth. It's because they choose their mm -hmm. attitude towards the truth would cause individuals to lose their salvation. And so, God told Abraham, or Abraham, God told Abraham, you see, you see your son growing up nicely, the one according to the promise, the one that uh, through him, you know, and through you that you're gonna, you're gonna have offsprings like the sons of the sea. You know what? I want to, I want you to take him and I want you to go up to this mountain and I want you to sacrifice him to me. Mm. Have mercy. 
Now it's an easy story to read. Yes. It's an easy story to read. But when God calls us to sacrifice things, when God calls us to give up things for him, uh, we too, we too, I could just imagine, I mean, the Bible doesn't say, and, and, and of course we mustn't speculate, but the human nature dictates that I know it wasn't easy for him. It wasn't easy for him. But if that's the thing that God wants, then that's the thing that we must do. Hallelujah. Amen. Though there is, there is, there is a tendency or I, when I read the story, of Abraham I, I I see him I see him following God without knowing where he was going I see him leaving Ur of the Chaldees now Ur of the Chaldees they weren't just there in tent somewhere you know some archaeologist says that Ur of the Chaldees had up spiral staircases three-story buildings I could just imagine Abram was well off he, he wasn't a poor guy you know he was well off and God told him hey Abram I want to preserve my name because across the river he said they are polluting Jesus name they are polluting the true God and I want to preserve who God really and truly is this is found in Joshua chapter 24 and verse 4 the Bible says God called him from there so that he could have preserved his name and here we have now Abraham following Jesus following God in regards to obeying this command. It wasn't easy. I'm sure it wasn't easy. Just imagine now. Imagine now. Imagine Sarah for a moment. Abraham, try go talk to Jesus again. I'm sure you overheard something. That's not what he said. Try check with him and then you come back tomorrow morning and let me go. I can't let, I can't let my only baby, my only son. This, 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 this takes us back to Jesus. This takes us back to God loving the world and giving, giving his only son. Have mercy. And so here we have Abraham obeying God. Abraham in scripture is the only, the only individual in scripture that is called a friend of God. He was a friend of God because he was obedient to God. Because he communicated to God. Because he worshipped God. And it was only then that he could have heard the voice of God. Without any uncertainty, he knew that this was what God wanted from him. And the Bible says, he went up to the mountain and, 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 and his son said, yes daddy. I see you have the altar as you always do. I see you have the wood as you always do. But where? is the lamb and Abraham prophetically pointed to Jesus in his words yes. when he said the Lord the Lord the Lord hallelujah amen. amen let's go to a complete different era by the Jordan now we see we, we see John the Baptist. He was a no-nonsense preacher. When he saw Jesus coming, he said, Behold, behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Of the world. And so here we have Abraham. I could just imagine his heart. You know, like when you feel like an elephant on your chest. It wasn't easy, but he obeyed God. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. amen. And he took 
his son, he put him on the, put him on the altar. And I thank God. I thank God for his son too because he was of age. He could have probably put up a resistance. Come on, somebody. You know, you have some children today that be putting up resistance. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm not talking about just coming to church, sitting down, pretending that everything is okay. There is resistance at home. There is resistance at church. But praise the Lord for those. Praise the Lord for those that just go with dust set the Lord. Amen. And while his son was on the altar, the Bible says that Abraham lifted up this dagger in his hand. I could just imagine he was very receptive to hair just in case. But, but he, he, he knew, he knew, he knew who he was. <laughs> he knew he, he, who he was obeying. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. And, Amen. And I could just imagine, perhaps I read it somewhere where he's saying, look, God is able to resurrect my son yes. now. There's nothing impossible for God. I'm going to obey. I'm going to obey him. And while he was going down with the dagger, the Bible said, I don't know, but there's an angel that yes. came from heaven from around the throne of God in a lightning speed and he said Abraham don't do it now I know that you fear God amen have mercy so what does fear God means fear God means to obey him amen to honor him yes I've been walking with Jesus today. I'm not talking about yesterday and yesteryears. Many of us uh, build our faith on what happened last year. And, and when I got baptized, no. Jesus is here every day. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. amen. He's alive every day. And he wants us to have a new experience with him every day. And yes. I, I, realize, I realize how much the world craves for our attention. I realize it. Just a billboard, you know, you're passing a billboard and resurrect a new desire from nowhere, you know. Come on, somebody, if you know what I'm talking about, just shake your head. <laughs> Nobody will recognize what you're saying. <laughs> it's challenging, it's challenging, but God is a jealous God. God is a jealous God. He yes. doesn't want us to be serving him half-heartedly. He wants us to give him all of our hearts. Does this mean we will never make a mistake? No, that's not what I'm saying. Once you're living on planet earth, the possibility that you fail will exist. But if we fail, it's not because God is not able. Come on, somebody. That's it's right. simply because we're not trusting him the way we're supposed to trust him. And so, fearing God means that I am going to obey God. Amen. I'm going to obey his every word. Every word that comes out of his mouth. As the Bible says in Deuteronomy and Matthew chapter 4 verses 4. When Jesus was tempted by the evil one, he says, it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth oh, of God, God. and I, uh, my, my mind goes to Exodus chapter 20 verse 1 where it says and God spoke all these words saying I am the Lord thy God yes. and 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 it goes on to present the Savior and then, of course, the Decalogue. Fearing God, the world in which we are living in today, their profession of fearing God is merely mouth service. 
lip service. Listen now. When truth come, it's not to shame us. When truth come, it's not for us to uh, feel afraid or ashamed. It's not to blind us. When the truth come, it's to illuminate the path so that God's people can walk surely. There are many individuals, I must say, that are obedient to God based on the light that they have received. But because you have been obedient to God, God wants to reward your sincerity and your fidelity with more truth. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because truth is progressive. Although it's absolute in nature, it is progressive for us talking like human beings. Because you don't know everything. I don't know everything. The one that knows everything is God. And the more I study the scripture, the more my mind is illuminated. The more I see the part, the more I receive power and desire to want to do that which God's words say we're supposed to do do not settle for religion many people are just afraid of god you know so they just settle for religion they're afraid of having they're afraid of having a living relationship with god so they settle for church membership Hmm. god is alive yes god is spirit yes and those that worship him must it is imperative that we worship a living God in spirit and in truth. Amen. What does this mean? It simply means I go into the word. And whatever the words say in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, all the way to Revelation. Whatever the Bible says, I must order my life in harmony with thus said the Lord. Amen. Some people settle for religion. Some people settle for some pastors, some lying pastors, some pastors that is taking advantage of you. You're not growing. <laughs> you're not growing no spiritually. And all you do is go and just anyhow. But God loves you so much Amen. that he illuminates his light from his word. And he sees the sincerity of your heart. And this is not a point where you're supposed to harden your heart against God just because you didn't know. We're supposed to say, God, I didn't know. Thank you for letting me know. Amen. Give me your grace. Give me your strength so that I will be able to fear you. And what does fear God mean? Fear God means to obey God. Obey God. Obey God. I'll give you a, a quick example. Christianity at this current time, is divided into 33,000 different ideologies or belief systems. It was never the will of God that there be so many denominations, so many churches. Every corner you turn, there's a church and there's a pastor to it. Hmm. Somebody might be thinking, but you know different pastor. You put up one here. But God has called us to proclaim this message. Amen. God is calling every single believer in the 33,000 different belief system. God is calling us back to fearing him. Stop fearing man. Stop fearing human systems. Stop fearing human ideologies and fear God. Amen. Uh, Dan, uh, sorry, 
John chapter 17, Jesus made it crystal clear in his intercessory prayer. He says, Father, I pray that they may be one, not 33,000. I pray that they may be one, just as you and I are one. Amen. God does not want any schism in his church. God does not want any division in his church. As a matter of fact, the book of John chapter 10 teaches us that there is only one pastor. His name is Jesus. There is only one good shepherd. Hallelujah. All the rest are hirelings. That's right. Jesus is the true shepherd. Jesus is your savior. Amen. If you're gonna be, uh, uh, um, if you're gonna be a part of any church, let it be the church that Jesus is leading. Hallelujah, Amen. Amen. And so it is imperative that we get to know Jesus. We get to know His Word. And that, that is, is why every day we stand up. Say, so next time when I raise my Bible, Bible so if you're not gonna read it, don't raise I was it. convicted again. I, um, but if you're going to study it, chapter 4 and verse 4 say, you make, when, when you, you raise your Bible and say, don't this make any the rash, word of God, I promise to study and I promise to order my life in harmony with it, it means that you're supposed to be doing it every day. If you're not doing it, you're lying in the presence of God. I'll say my own amen. Amen. What harm does it do you? To read the word. What harm does it do me to study the word of God? It does me no harm. That's right. As a matter of fact, it adds value to my life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It gives me clarity. Now, I say when I come out here, that means I'm fishing now. This is a wharf, fishing wharf. No? <laughs> yes, sir. And so I have the rod in my hand. Hallelujah. God wants us to fear him. Amen. You Jehovah witness? God wants us, you to fear him. You Seventh-day Adventists? God wants you to fear him. You Baptists? God wants you to fear him. You Methodists? God wants you to fear him. You you're non-denominational? God wants you to fear him. Not on your terms, but on his terms. Yes. How can the churches unite? Not by no ecumenical movement. Hmm. The way the church will unite is by standing on the promises of God. Amen. Bless the Lord. On the word of God. Amen. This will unite us. You know, God created, well, I should be careful how I say that. Because Jesus himself, I was going to say God created truth, but truth is embodied in the person of Jesus. And he coexisted with the Father from behind the purple curtain of eternity. So God didn't necessarily create truth. Truth exists with God. God is truth. Amen. Amen. But in reference reference to, to his word as the truth, his word as the truth, He has revealed to us. He has revealed to man his truth. And men go after many perversion. Men pervert the way. And if they would only pervert the way for themselves, it's not a problem. But they pervert the way and they encourage others to follow them. 
And we said it the first night being here. Jesus himself said, just before I come, watch out. Because there will be many deceivers in the last days just before I come. Your only surety, your only safety, your only rock is thus set the law. Amen. And so God calls us to proclaim to everyone living on planet earth, obey God. Yes. Oh, there's a major problem in Christianity today. And what is the major problem? The major problem is Satan is conditioning the minds of millions and millions and millions of Christians to disobey God without feeling one ounce of guilt or remorse. Sad. Giving them a false hope, thinking, allowing them to think that they will be in heaven when Jesus comes, disobeying the commandments of God. He, as I told you, he's an expert. He's a philosopher in deception. He got degrees after degrees. I'm not impressed by degrees. I'm impressed by the word of God. Amen. The devil deceiving the world yes. into thinking that when Jesus comes, we go into heaven, but we're disobeying God. In what area are you talking about, preacher? No, the Bible says that there are ten commandments. God's government runs on one thing, love. Yes. And there are ten commandments. And in the heart of the ten commandments, there is what is called the fourth commandment. The fourth commandment requires, remember, it's not a suggestion. It's not the ten suggestions. It's the ten commandments, not of your government, but of God. God says, he's your creator. He's the one that sustains you. The breath that your lungs is occupying, let me tell you, it belongs to God. And if he says, give it to me, hmm. you are dust. That's true. And so God says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day, the what church? The seventh day. Come on somebody. The seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it, he goes on to say, thou shall not do any work. Thou, not thy son, not thy daughter, not thy manservant, not thy maidservant, not thy cattle, not thy axe, not thy stranger. In other words, keep the Sabbath holy. Amen. And so Christian doom, Christianity, the majority of Christians today say, well, God didn't say which day is the Sabbath, so I could choose whichever day I want. The day that I get off, that's going to be my Sabbath. And half of the church say, Amen. I will hear it, but I will not share it. I will stick to thus set the Lord. There are still other Christians that say, well, you know what? Um, um, Jesus 
nailed the Ten Commandments to the cross. And we are no longer under any obligation to keep the Ten Commandments. Yet, if somebody breaks into your house and goes with your valuables, I'm sure you're going to make a police report. But remember, there's no law. The law says thou shalt not steal. But because thou shalt not steal, steal is within the Ten Commandments and that was nailed to the cross, then it is free for all. Why are you worried about your valuables when there is no commandment? Hmm. Now listen now, church. Listen now, church. So, Christianity today says we will honor God by observing the first day of the week because Jesus rose on the first day and the majority of Christianity today say amen amen but it is not biblical that's right it is not biblical based on scriptures the bible is clear The Bible doesn't talk about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The Bible says first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, preparation day, Sabbath day. And today the um, popular church celebrated Ash Wednesday. For a period of days that is going to lead up to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Are we together? And so Christianity and a whole, Christianity and a whole acknowledges that Jesus was crucified on a Friday. He was in the tomb on a Saturday and he rose on a Sunday. But when it comes to identifying the Sabbath day, it's kind of blurry, they say. Hmm. Out of convenience. Out of convenience. Friends, in a world of confusion, in a world full of chaos and darkness and deception, God calls us to tell every single person, here is your ticket, an opportunity to exercise your freedom of choice to obey God rather than than man. Amen. I have to stop here. I feel it in my bosom that it's after the time, you know? <laughs> no, I have to finish. I have to finish. Tomorrow night we are we are not having any service. Tomorrow night we are we are not going to be under the tent. But by God's grace we return on Friday evening. On Friday evening we're gonna have some Wonderful singing under this tent. You can't afford to miss it. But I'm closing off tonight by, by a simple appeal. How many under here, under this tent? Those that are watching online, those that are listening on the radio. How many would like to say, by God's grace, by God's grace, I want to be among those that fear him, that obey him, that keeps his commandment is willing to be led by his spirit every single day. If that is your desire and your determination, I want to invite you to stand with me in closing prayer. Now listen up, listen up, just before you stand, just before you stand. The only people that will stand are those that will say, that are saying, Jesus, I want to be obedient to you. 
you can't, nobody will judge you if you remain seated. Nobody will judge you. If you stand up, though, you are making a commitment to God that you want to be obedient to him. Is that all right? Crystal clear. Those that want to obey God, those who want to fear him, I invite you to stand. When you stand, I want you to know that the angels are taking record. This is not no human gimmick. Man, I can't compete with Netflix and 3D and all of that. We, we didn't come here to see no man. We came to see Jesus. We came Amen. to see his word. We came to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We, we want a change. We want a difference in our lives. Uh, entertainment, not pulling out uh, extramarital affairs, not pulling it, uh, using all kind of substance, not pulling it away. We're still empty. We're seeking and, and now here is an opportunity to be filled. And you stand before God and all of heaven is looking down with interest at your decision that you have made. Nobody forced you to stand. You're not standing because everybody else is standing. You're standing because you have heard the call and the cry of God. You want to be obedient to him. He's calling the world back to obeying him and him alone. And you're on your feet. Amen. Glory be to God. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. Praise God. Father creator of heaven and earth, ruler of all things. Glory be to your name. Amen. Because your word went forth with clarity. Yes. I have no copyright to this word. It's your word. I want you to have charge of me, Lord. Your word went forth. And based on your word, you have said, it will not return unto you void. You are raising up, Father, you are raising up a generation of men, women, boys, and girls who are determined to fear you. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. For those that stood to their feet this evening. Thank you for those that are online making a resolution to also fear you. Those that are listening and proclaim gospel. Oh Father, I pray that you bless them likewise. Those that are in the community, sitting on the fence and in the dark places around their porch, listening. I pray that you bless them too as they decide to follow you. Oh Father, Thank you for this message of hope. We can fear you. We can obey you. Thank you for giving us the power to obey you. Amen. As we go to our various homes, we crave your presence. Send your holy angels, Lord, to encamp around us and keep us from the evil one. May we have a good night rest and bring us back again by your grace on Friday evening at 7.15 p.m. where we will continue to exalt you, to lift you up, and to give you the glory under this tent. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Pleasant good night. God bless you. I will looking forward to seeing you on Friday evening.